was like, okay. In the car is where the kids always tell you all of their ailments and all of the problems of their bodies. Um, Anyway, and I felt like the Holy Spirit had been talking to me and just um, stirring me up personally about authority. And so I was like, I should pray. I didn't really have much faith. But I'm like, Micah, mum's just going to pray for you. In the name of Jesus, headache, leave. Go right now. Pain, go. Don't come back in Jesus' name. Um, And I'm like, how's that feel? And he's like, nah, doesn't feel any better. I'm like, I'm going to pray again. Headache, go in Jesus' name and don't come back. Pain, go and don't come back. I said, how's that feel, mate? And he's like, it's a little bit better. And I'm like, all right, we're getting somewhere now. I'm like, on the count of three, headache, you must leave my son's body in the name of Jesus. One, two, three, go in Jesus' name. And he was like, whoa. He's like, it's all gone. Like he was shocked, absolutely shocked. And I was like, praise God. Praise God, right? But it, it, it didn't happen the first time. I had to stir up my faith and remember, no, actually, I have authority over this headache because it's not from the Lord. And sometimes we just need to keep at it. We need to not take no for an answer. Amen? All right, some more scripture. I'm just going to rapid fire at you. You're going to think about this, meditate on it, read it this week. Matthew 16, 18 to 19, Jesus is saying to Peter, Peter's just had a revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus says to Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So as the people of God, we have been given the keys to the kingdom, which is amazing, mind-blowing, outstanding, but we forget to use the keys. And so my suggestion is we should always be in communion with the Father and being like, what should I loose right now on the earth? What needs to be loosed in this situation? What needs to be bound in this situation? What's my role here? How can I, how can I use the keys that you've given me? Amen? Notice everything happens through relationship with the Father. It's so key. Ask him questions. What can I do right now? Because I have authority as a believer in this situation and I am your ambassador in this situation. What do you want me to do? Often that is what I'm asking the Lord. What do I do right now? What do you say about this? What do I pray now? What's really going on here? This is what's going on in my head when I'm like coming, when people are coming to me with problems or... um, I've got to pray for someone or there's a crazy situation going. I'm talking to the Lord being like, I need you to tell me what to do. And then I'm just going to do what you say. Amen. So I want to encourage you to 
to be talking to the Lord, asking him questions. Matthew 10, verse 1. And he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. How many diseases? Every disease and every affliction. Hallelujah. It wasn't just for the 12 disciples. Because after Jesus rose again in Matthew 28, he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. He transferred the authority that he was given and gave it to the disciples so they, so they could go. And then the disciples made disciples who made disciples who made disciples. And every disciple gets the same authority. Amen? Right. So who's got, who's got authority over unclean spirits? I do. Say it out loud. Who's got authority over unclean spirits? I do. Who's got authority to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction? I do. Amen. Matthew 10, 7 to 8. This is just a bit down from that one. And proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You have received without sorry. You have received without paying, give without pay. Ah, yes. John 14, 12 to 14. Truly, truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. This is an outstanding scripture. It's telling us that you will do the works that Jesus did. And you will do even greater works than Jesus did because he's going to the Father and he's sending the Holy Spirit to be in you and to empower you. It's absolutely outstanding. You can do greater things than Jesus did because the Spirit of God is inside of you. Get excited. Amen. couple more. Colossians 2. 9 to 10, for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. It's talking about Jesus. In Jesus, the fullness of God dwells bodily. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. So in Jesus was the fullness of God. Jesus is now where? In you. He dwells in us. We're in him. He's in us, right? And he's the head of all rule and authority, which means that you have rule and authority. Amen? One more. Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, 
may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you and what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name, sorry, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. That's a meal in itself. There's so much in that scripture. But it's like it's saying, the Lord raised, the Lord, the, the Lord raised Jesus, right? And now every name, every power, every rule and authority is under his feet. And Jesus is the head of the church, right? Which is the body, the fullness of him. So it means that as the church, we have authority. There's power when we gather. We don't just do this for the sake of it. What we do is important here. And it's important for us to get it. We are the body of Christ on the earth. We are the restraining force of evil on the earth. Do you understand that? Right? The body of Christ is the restraining force of evil on the earth. Okay, if we don't step up as the body, if we don't come together, if we don't learn to pray and to exercise our authority, evil has a field day. That's why the devil attacks Christians being in church on a Sunday, being together, agreeing. That's why there's so much attack against the church. Because there's so much power when we actually come together and get it right. And when we're all on the same page. And when we're worshipping in spirit and truth. When we do that, that shifts things in the heavenly atmosphere. It shuts down the enemy plans, right? When we worship together as a family, that, that confuses the enemy. That can only happen when we're together. Our prayers are powerful and effective individually. Right? Absolutely. But when the body comes together, that's when there's some explosive power. And that's when we can, as a family, start to actually, like if we link arms and we start pressing forward, that's when the enemy starts freaking out. It's so important that we get passionate about the church of Jesus Christ because we can do so much and we can push back the works of darkness together so much more than I can do by myself or, or any of us can do by ourselves. Amen? It's not just about a Sunday gathering. It's so much more. It's got so much more impact. 
And we need to remember as the church, like we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, dominions. What else? Let's read it. Uh, Ephesians 6, 10. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, over the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. It's never, it's never what's right in front of your eyes. There's always a spiritual thing going on. And that's what we've got to learn to take authority over, what's happening in the spirit so that we can see the will of God manifest on the earth. All right, so what do we do? How do we exercise this authority? And what's it look like? I'm just going to say two things today. There are more, but we're going to just stick with two, and then we're going to practice. One, speak and decree. Speak and decree. Use your mouth. Are you speaking the words and the will of the Lord or are you speaking out the problems and glorifying the devil, the little bug on the ground? What is the Lord saying? How about speaking that out? How did God create everything? He spoke. Amen. He spoke. Back in Genesis 1.26, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. In the Hebrew language, it says, they made, God made them a spirit, I'll get this right. God made them a spirit, no, God made them a speaking spirit like God. That's what the Hebrew says. God made them a speaking spirit like God. When God speaks, he makes something out of nothing. I bet when we learn to speak what God's speaking, we're going to see some pretty radical shifts. We're going to see things happen. Amen? How do we maintain and rule over everything the Lord has made? We speak like our dad, like our father. Speak life. Speak the word of the Lord out. Speak the logo. Speak, speak what the Bible says. Speak the rhema word of God. That, that's why I'm, I want to know what's the Lord saying today. That's why when our leaders gather, I'm like, what's the Lord saying? Because I want a full picture. What's God saying right now? Because that's what we want to be speaking out. That's what we want to be talking about. Speak, declare the truth, and speak and declare what God is saying. Two, pray. Pray. James 5, 13, 16. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. 
And the prayer of the faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. God can do more in one, one second than we can do in one day. More in one day than we can do in one week. More in one week than we can do in one year. More in one year than we can do in a lifetime. When I start freaking out about church stuff and blah, 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 the Lord's answer every time is get on your knees and pray. Build it on your knees. And as believers, we need to like be stirred up to the possibility that prayer is actually a weapon. Because it is. And we need to remember when there's a problem, let's pray. Let's not worry about it. Let's pray. Let's ask the Lord. Let's see what he's saying and then let's start praying the Lord's will into that. 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 4. First of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and for all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Saviour who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Philippians 4, 4-7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. One translation says, uh, worry about nothing, pray about everything. <laughs> the key to effective prayer and effective speaking and decreeing is knowing your authority and not backing down, not changing your mind, not getting discouraged or disappointed when it didn't work the first time, but going at it. Strike the ground again. I feel like, oh, I feel like the Lord's like, strike the ground again. I don't care how many times you've prayed and haven't seen it gone. You strike the ground again because you have all authority over all the powers of, of darkness. You need to keep striking until you see that thing shift. Amen? And, and we just need as the believers to get a little bit of grit and we need to wake up. And we need to not be lazy and just be like, if you said it, God, I'm going to keep declaring. I'm going to keep decreeing. I'm going to keep at it and I'm not going to stop. Amen. All right. So I feel like we should pray. I would love to get into some communion groups. We're going to take communion and remember the the blood of Jesus, the body of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, because he's, he's the one who's given us all authority. And it's by his, by his sacrifice on the cross. But then I want us to pray and I want us to declare and decree what the Lord is saying over situations.
Okay, we, as the body of Christ, our little church in Darwin can take authority over what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. We can declare the peace of God. We can declare that the plans of the enemy are frustrated and brought to nothing and that God will shift that situation suddenly and turn it around for his glory and his good. And we can declare that people will be saved, right? We can declare that God will strengthen the believers in that place and that we would see a move of the Holy Spirit. Like if we're not going to do that, who is, right? So we need to put our authority on and go there and pray and not shrink back. I'm not the, like, I'm not the most political, schooled person, right? But I do know that I have authority in the spiritual realm. And I know that the enemy's having a little field day there. And that I have authority to shut that down in Jesus' name. So we can pray about that. We can pray about all the, all the rain. There's floods in, in our country. There's flooding. It's awful. Right? We can ask, ask the Lord to stop the rain. <laughs> okay? But then I know there's, there's situations that we're all facing in our life where maybe our body isn't in incomplete health. Maybe there's pain. Maybe you've got pain in something. Maybe you've got like a diagnosed something. Right, as the body of Christ, we can come around each other and, and we can pray for one another and declare a shift in Jesus' name. Declare health in Jesus' name. Amen? 